Well, good afternoon, everybody. Um, I actually have, think I'm at the beginning of thinking about this rather than at the end of it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the student experience and, and looking back um, at 50 years of research on the student experience. In um, doing this work, in looking at this, I've, I've come up with more questions um, than indeed feeling like uh, I've got a, a neat little way of explaining this. But I'm going to try and produce something that um, categorizes uh, uh, research on the student experience over the last 50 years, and that is working with things that we've heard about already today, these two meta-narratives, which I think kind of have dominated higher education in the last 50 years, the massification of HE, and that's a global uh, phenomena, as is uh, the marketization. Um, I'm very interested in how um, curiosity-driven research interfaces with policy and, and how much policy influences so-called curiosity-driven research, in, particularly in the world of, of looking at the student experience, because it is so very applied and so very much about trying to make a difference. I wanted to um, say a little bit about, uh, uh, about Robbins and in terms of, of um, the new students um, that uh, he talked about in um, uh, the commission in, in 63. He actually said that um, some of these new students couldn't write and weren't numerate, which um, is, is, is actually quite interesting. That notion of deficit goes right back um, to... Uh, 50 years ago in terms of thinking about um, uh, what students were entering higher education. Um, and a, a book that came out in 1961 by Samson actually said that upper-class young people would rather choose no university than go to a red brick, which is quite interesting, I think, given the kinds of conversations we're now having about elite institutions, who, of course, are those red brick institutions. So this notion of, of new students coming into higher education, I think, has always created a sense of concern and fear. Um, but actually, as expansion started to really bite in um, the 1980s and, and early 90s, that expansion happened without resource. And I think that the um, research that was done at the time was um, desperately looking at how you could help these students to succeed in higher education. A lot of the focus at the time, if you look at kind of numbers of articles and books, a lot of the focus was around access because it was new. And people didn't really know what impact having those mature uh, learners in higher education uh, would actually have on so-called, I'm going to use that word, traditional students. Um, that was a period where actually women started to get that second chance where they hadn't been given an opportunity before. And women's education um, became a major feature uh, of research. And I think we should really celebrate how that opened up 
not just thinking about students, but curriculum, um, a whole different way of, of thinking about research as well. Um, we started to look at the diversity of the student body um, in much more detail as access um, uh, around inequality to who got access to higher education. And at that stage, in most of the research didn't actually look at retention. It was whether people could get in. As and I think that this is a feedback loop between policymakers and researchers, but as we started to focus more on retention um, uh, and on equal outcomes, we started to understand a whole series of other things about what the issues were for different institutions. Retention has improved. People did take account of research on the first year experience, on um, issues of how you helped people through. I would like to think that there was some synergy uh, between the research and actual practice within institutions which has had a positive impact. Most recently, I think we've started to see within that massified system a concern about whether certain groups of students get access to postgraduate study, the work of Paul Wakeling. Um, and since then, policymakers uh, in this country, Hefke in particular, have put out research projects around um, uh, who has access to uh, postgraduate uh, 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 qualifications. In terms of marketization, higher education has always had a market. It used to be a tariff market. It still is in lots of ways. Um, but uh, as uh, things have changed in um, the sector, the introduction of, of international student fees, you started to see research on international students. Um, uh, and, and actually, I think there is a connection between um, charging fees and, and trying to understand uh, how those students do. Um, uh, the needs of, of, of students across uh, the sector became much more important as home fees um, became uh, a, a real issue from 1997 onwards. And you start to see the language of the market feeding into um, uh, topics for research. So the wonderful book on uh, degrees of choice um, uh, by Diana Ray, Stephen Ball, and Miriam David, um, actually critiquing uh, the market um, uh, notion of uh, choice. But actually, we start then to look at issues of choice in, in higher education. It wasn't a term that was there before. So increasingly, we're starting to see notions of value for money, the whole um, area around looking at graduate outcomes that we discussed um, uh, this morning. Um, the idea of thinking about learning gain is now getting traction with uh, uh, policymakers, and that will, I expect, feed back into research. All of this, though, whether you are in favor of a market or against it, you are still responding to it, it seems to me, in a lot of the work. So the ideas of social justice, which I know we will hear more of later, um, is a response to um, the policy environment uh, in which we are operating. Future work, I expect we'll see more on things like private providers, so more around the market. 
um, I expect we will see more on um, the experience of, of students moving through to careers. It seems to me important to say that while we definitely cannot uh, absolutely solve all the problems, higher education can't solve all the problems of society, while our students are with us, making sure they get the best experience possible for them is essential. And so I think the future for research on the student experience um, uh, will be uh, very large and, and loom large in, in all our work. Thank you very much.